God, the Holy Spirit is with me. I know he's for me. And devil, I'm not going to participate in what you have for my life because I carry the eternal flame. If he'll get them, he'll get me this morning. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about what's happening because this is stuff we've been pressing in and believing for and praying about. And he just goes over the top. God does more than you can even imagine that he's going to do. And I'm telling you, you'll look back. You'll look, you'll look at, let's say, three years from now, and you'll be like, what in the world is going on around here? People are going to look and see what God's doing. And we'll look back to this day and say, it was that week that we got set on fire. These kids are going to look back on this week for the rest of their life. Amen. And this is only the beginning. This is the starting point. This isn't the, this isn't the climax. This isn't what happens when we get to the very top. This is the beginning. This is the starting point of God using you and changing you and touching this generation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say this. When, so when Pastor Nick came to me and he's like, we're doing the kids' church takeover, I was like, let's go. If you haven't realized this morning, this is the kids' church takeover of adult service. We're taking over. So when he said that, in my heart, I knew already. I had this fire in me to preach on the eternal flame. But to me, it kind of, like it sounds powerful, but it was almost like, man, Pastor Nick's going to think that's kind of corny. I don't know. I honor them so much. I love my pastors so much. And so I want to honor them and I want to do what God wants me to do in, while honoring them. And so it's kind of when they're on vacation and they ask me to preach, it's like, yo, let's go. But they're in the house today, so it's a little. But God's good. <laughs> So, oh, but check this out. So I wanted to preach on the eternal flame. And I'm like, but Nick's kind of going to think that's corny. So he texts me. And he's like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like you should preach on the eternal flame. (laughs) And I called him. I couldn't even text him back. I was like, no way. That's how God is. And I'm telling you, Blade used to come to me in kids' church. And he would be like, bro, when do you meet with my dad? He's like, you guys never, I don't ever see you together like meeting, but you always preach on the same thing every Sunday. When you guys are preaching in here, we're preaching on the same thing over there and we don't even talk about it. Because God, he's actually not only doing that here and in kids church, he's doing that all over the world. God's raising up people for this next generation all over the world right now. There's people right now, they don't even know they're Christian because they're not yet. But on the inside of them, God is stirring them up right now, this morning, in their living rooms. God's stirring them up. They're waking up, and they know that something on the inside of them wants to go after this next generation to see them live pure. They don't know it yet, but God's raising us up to go tell them. Amen? Amen. Say this. Say, I'll tell them. And God's about to do some crazy things. And he doesn't just do it right here. He's doing it all over the world. But thank God that he chose us. Yeah. Thank God that he's going to use us. Because I, I don't know what it, what would it would be like if we were just sitting and doing nothing and thinking that just doing the very least that we can do to get by would be enough. 
but God's shaking things up and we're going to the next level in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk about today how to be a keeper of the eternal flame. Because we go to a youth conference. By the way, Pastor, um, Pastor Ryan that was preaching on Tuesday that Gabby was talking about, he said this, and I think it's kind of cool. He said, I'm able to be, I'm able to attend and be whatever age that I've already passed. So let me tell you, if God's doing something in the youth, just grab it right now. You were once 13, you were once 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So just grab it. Say, say it's for me. It's mine. Hallelujah. So keeper of the eternal flame. I just want to build some foundation on this because you see people getting whacked with the fire of God. What you see is a display. It's a demonstration of the power of God. We can come here today, we can tell you about Jesus and give you some information about God and the Son of God, but nothing happens with information. What, when something happens is when you see the demonstration of the power of God. Yeah. I could tell you that God wants to heal you, and you may or may not believe me, but when I come to you with the power of God and I command cancer to leave your body and you go get tested and it's not in you anymore, you're going to believe the demonstration of the power of God. So in the Bible, it tells us we don't come with enticing words. I'm not here to give you enticing words today. I'm here to demonstrate to you the power of the Holy Spirit and fire. And the same way you see the fire of God on these kids, it's going to come upon every single one of you today. Amen? Amen. But you got to grab it. You got to reach out and you got to take hold of it. Turn to Matthew if you have a Bible. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. This is John the Baptist, and John the Baptist would baptize people in the Jordan, the river, in water, much like what happened on Friday night. And he would baptize people in water, and that was for the forgiveness of sins. They would repent, they would get baptized, and they would be forgiven for their sins. And he said this in verse 11, he said, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. Say greater. So much greater that I'm not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gather the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. Uh, Stop right there real quick. We're going to talk about the eternal flame today on the inside of us that we carry with us for the rest of our life. And I want to say this to you. If you receive the eternal flame, that is a guarantee by God through the Holy Spirit that you will never have to live in a flame for eternity. And so I want to encourage you today to get what God has for you. Jesus, he came and he lived a sinless life and he died for us on the cross. But there's more than just salvation. Salvation is amazing. Imagine, it's, I mean, think about salvation. When you die, you have to go to eternity in one or two places. You're either going to spend eternity in heaven with God or you're going to spend eternity in hell. And so God gave us an an opportunity while we're living on the earth to carry the flame 
on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit so that we would never have to burn in a flame for eternity. Say, I'm grabbing that today. Verse 13, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven saying, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And so John told us there that Jesus comes to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. There's a water baptism, right? Then there's the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. This is where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're filled with the fire of God and you're never the same. This is where the fire comes in you to refine you on the inside And then it comes upon you to be a witness. Turn to Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 1 through 3. Malachi 3, 1 through 3. And it says, look, I'm sending my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver so that they may once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. I remember... When I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, kids, are you listening to me? I remember I didn't need my pastor to come to me and to tell me what in my life I was doing wrong. I remember the Holy Spirit and the fire on the inside of me would would very gently point out the things that I needed to get rid of. And that fire would burn out the things in me that I knew weren't of God. I just knew. I knew. I remember when God called me to work for Club Pure. But I knew that the way that I, my mouth was, I wouldn't be able to work around kids. And it, there was a season of my life where the Holy Spirit had to work on me before he released me to come here. I used to curse a lot. I loved cursing. I thought it made my sentences better. It's like salt on food. But the Holy Spirit came and showed me that that doesn't work around kids. It's just, it's just not right. Now, if I were to come to you, if someone were to come to me from the church and, and out of hatred, say, you're, listen, buddy, you don't belong in this church. You got a filthy mouth. That doesn't change anybody. But when, you, when somebody comes to you in love and they bring you the truth, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is like, I know that's right. And all of a sudden, it begins to burn out if you let it. You see, what happens is, it's like a refined, and if you know anything about when you refine gold and you refine metals, the gold begins to burn out the impurities and they rise to the top. And then you have to clear off the impurities, and once you clear off the impurities, it's pure. It becomes more pure every time you refine the gold. And so that's what God does. I saw it all week. Kids coming to me, 
telling me things that they're involved in with sin that they don't want to do any longer. I, it, the, Pastor Allen said something to me, to the, to the crowd that I thought was awesome. He was saying that girls would come to the meeting and even boys, they'd be wearing certain things or you can see that they're talking during the meetings, they're disrespectful, they have bad mouths. All this stuff's happening and he said religious people would come to him and they would say, what are you gonna do about all the people in your meetings that clearly aren't serving God? He looked at them in the eye and he said, I'm gonna deal with their heart and God will deal with the outside. And I saw that this week like never before. I saw kids change on the outside and you didn't have to say a thing. The Holy Spirit is a refiner's fire. He comes to purify you on the inside. He comes, he's, say this, say the Holy Spirit comes in me for me. Say this, the Holy Spirit comes upon me for you. Acts 1 in verse 8. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God in this place. Hmm. Acts 1 in verse 8, it says, but you will receive power. Say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, in Fort Pierce, and in St. Lucie County. Hallelujah. To start it off. And then it'll trickle to every other city in America. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Holy Spirit comes upon you to give you power. All, all you guys that got filled with the fire and the Holy Spirit of God this week, you carry the power of God on the inside of you. The same thing that came upon you is on the inside of you. And if you will be obedient to God and you will go when he tells you to go and you'll say when he tells you to say, you will watch the power of God transform lives through your hands, through your feet, through your mouth. Jesus wants us. He wants to use us to go out into the world and to preach the gospel. Every believer, not just pastors, not just teachers, not just people that teach in the church, everybody that's a believer. Are you a believer? You are called to the ministry of reconciliation. You're called to bring people to Jesus Christ. You're called to testify and tell them about the goodness of God. And the Bible says that as you do that, they will catch the wave. Because the power of God. What is the gospel? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation for them that believe. But I'm afraid to say it. That's okay. Just start saying it. Because all of a sudden, the power of God will overtake what's going on on the inside of you. And you will see. I tell you, the, the people that start off the most timid about sharing the gospel, they end up like the most on fire. They end up calling people from phone books and saying, hey, I, need, I don't care if you're in business. I just need five minutes of your time. And then they bless you with free ice cream. Come on, who's ever heard? Come. I've actually never heard of that. I don't know if that's a thing to call people. I think they used to do that. But I'm telling you, when they told me that they were doing that, I'm like, that's genius. We need a phone book right now. Come on, those people are saved. 
Oh, my. So the fire is real. The fire is real. What you see here is real. You can't fabricate what God's doing. Pastor Nick said it. You can't get kids. Your kid's coming to you telling you, Mom, my room's dirty. That, do that doesn't happen in the natural. I have to call my mom. Mom, I'm, I know it's Thursday. I know I'm not going to be home for two days, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't clean my room. I'm sorry that I've been disobedient. I love you. I had kids coming up to me telling me they had to call their parents to apologize. Nobody told them to do that. That's that fire on the inside that's already refining them. I had kids coming up to me, crying and wailing and weeping. More than... Many kids came up to me through this week and said, I want my dad to be saved. I don't want him to go to hell. Thinking about their loved ones. Nobody told them to do that. God's already breaking their heart for the lost. When you can see that your parent or somebody in your family is going to hell and you are weeping on their behalf and you're crying out to God to come and save them, you know what God does in that moment? He shows you that's the way he loves you. And when you get a hold of how God loves you, you will begin to see his children that are unsaved in the same way, and you will have to go. So the fire's real. It comes in us for us. It comes upon us for others. So how do we protect this, guys? How do we keep it? How do we be keepers of that, that eternal flame? Number one, stay pure. Say, stay pure. stay pure. Turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 119. And verse 9 through 16. Thank you, Jesus. It says, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I, I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. We had a student, we had a child this week. And this child hates reading. Does not like it. And he went up to the pastor and he asked the pastor a question. He said, he said Pastor, how do I get filled in the with the Holy Ghost and fire? And the pastor laid his hands on him, prayed for him, and he said, go read the book of Acts. That child went, <laughs> grabbed his Bible, and began to read the book of Acts. I'm telling you, when you take the word, when you get hungry for God, Young people, when you get hungry for God and you read the word and you hide it in your heart, what does that mean? Before, the laws used to be written on tablets of stone. But now, the Bible gets written on the tablet of your heart. I'm not reading this book so that I can follow a bunch of rules and regulations. I'm reading this book because I know the author of it. And I know if I could take the words and put them in my heart, that I'll never be the same. There's life in this. 
You don't read the Bible to follow rules and regulations. I don't read the Bible to prepare a sermon. I don't read the Bible to become the most well, well, whatever, fluent person in theology. I read this to become what it says. And I challenge you, take your Bible out. Begin to scroll through that thing. Just open a page. Smith Wigglesworth said, I don't read my, oh, what is it? I don't read my Bible in the Greek. I don't read it in the Hebrew. I read it in the Holy Ghost. When you read your Bible, tap into the the same presence of God that filled you at the altar. The same power of God that came upon you when you cried out to him and you asked him to set you free from depression and you went under the water and the kids came to me and said all 10 things that I wrote down I left them in the water and I came up a new person the same God that touched you in the waters of baptism is the same God that is with you when you read the word (laughs) hallelujah I want you guys to follow me on the Bible app because I'm telling you, it gives me joy. When Blade got a hold of reading his Bible, look what God's doing with Blade right now. I remember the day God put a hunger in him to read the word. And the reason I knew it is because I followed him on the Bible app and he was highlighting more scriptures than I was. And I said, yes, God. It tells you when somebody highlights and started a new plan. (laughs) The word of God keeps you pure. If you feel like you're drifting from the fire of God, get your Bible out and put some more of it in your heart. Hey! Thank you, Jesus. Stay pure. Say, stay pure. 1 Corinthians 10, chapter 13. I know that we live in a world that's fallen. I know that there's an enemy. I know that there's one that wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And just because you get on fire for God doesn't mean that he leaves you alone. But I'm telling you, he has no power over God. Turn with me right now. I think I already told you 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The reason why I bring that up is because anytime the devil tempts you, he provides a way of escape. Verse 13, it says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. Hallelujah. I love that scripture. I remember with certain things as I was growing up in the Lord, I remember I'd be so on fire I was excited about what God was doing. And then the enemy likes to come and and hold a little carrot above your face. Maybe all of a sudden something comes up on Sunday mornings and you can't come be in the house of God anymore and you want to follow this other thing. It could be some sin that you have in your life, some impurity that you have. And just when you're on fire, just when you're going after it, all of a sudden this temptation comes. When I found that scripture, man, I realized that inside of every temptation, you can feel so overcome by your sin. Because by, by, it grabs your heart and it entices you. 
and it makes you think you can't go without it. But the Holy Spirit, this fire, provides a way of escape. Just when the devil thought he had you at his door, just when he thought he had a hold on your ankle and he was going to pull you down, you see in that moment the Holy Ghost and you go like this. <laughs> devil, you thought you had me. But no, I carry this fire on the inside of me. And I know that the Holy Spirit is with me. I know he's for me. And devil, I'm not going to participate in what you have for my life because I carry the eternal flame. Woo! Hallelujah. Say stay pure. But my friends aren't doing those things. That's why we're going to go and teach them about the fire. That's why we're going to go demonstrate the fire. And we're going to love them. We're going to love the mess out of them. When those kids were coming up to us and telling us about their parents and how they wanted them to be saved and they're doing this and they're doing that, we looked at them and we said, you know what? You're going to love your parents. You're going to honor your parents. And through the love of God on the inside of you, that fire on the inside of you is going to get on them. And then you know what you do? You share the good news in love. And it doesn't matter how angry they are. It doesn't matter what, they're gonna, what they would have said. The power of God that's in the gospel is going to grab their mouth. Holy Spirit's going to arrest them. Hallelujah. And then the power of God's going to set them free. Thank you, Jesus. Stay pure. Number two, stay faithful. Stay faithful. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Uh, you know what I realized? This week, kids can deal with long teaching. Not that I want to like take forever now, but I'm just saying. When, the, when God's in the room, the kid, I'm telling you, I've never seen such hunger in my life. And they take like five hours to, of, te of teaching and preaching. No jokes. The offering's like an hour and a half. And the teaching's like two and a half hours. I'm not telling you I'm going to be that long. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Kids are hungry. It's time we get hungry. This isn't just for kids. We have to provide a place for them to take what God's put on the inside of them and see it flourish. If the kids are going to keep the fire, we can't put it out, parents. You're going to feel conviction from your kids. Listen to me. Your kids are so set on fire for God that you're going to begin to feel conviction about the way that you speak and the, and the things that you do. Don't get mad at your kids. Don't get jealous of what they carry. They carry the power of God, and it's not there to judge you. It's not there to make you feel like you're less of any parent. It's there to set you free. So when they, if they correct you in love, don't get mad. Be like, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> Lift your hands. Begin to receive. And tell them, lay hands on me. <laughs> Stay faithful. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. I know we we're already supposed to be there. It's okay. It says, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will suffer persecution. I'm going to say that one more time. 
everyone who wants to live a godly life. Kids, you are on fire for God. Right now you're saying, I want to live godly lives. Can I tell you this? I had a kid in my room this week, and he was so burning on fire that he has, he has a little thing with the girl, you know what I'm saying? And he said, he, he texted that girl, and he said, I just want to let you know right off the bat, if this doesn't remain pure and holy, it's got to be cut off. That's called, that's somebody standing up and saying, I want to live a godly life. The enemy will try to get you not to say those things. But no, say them all the more. I am godly. I am holy. I'm not a sinner. I'm saved by the grace of God and I've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Don't tell people you're sinners saved by grace. You're not. You're a saint. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You don't have to live in sin. You don't. Cut it off. But so when you declare that you're living a godly life, you're going to suffer persecution. People will mock you and make fun of you. In some countries, you'll be killed. Come on, baby. Make my day. That's what Dr. Rodney says, make my day. Hallelujah. Where was I? Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. Now listen, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in God. All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Number two, stay faithful. What happens if you go to school and someone mocks you? You stay faithful. You love them. You bless them. You tell them the good news. They don't receive it. You say, I respect that. I love you. Have a nice day. Move on to next person. These girls that are getting on fire for their high schools, they've already come up with a plan on how to reach people between classes on the way to their class. If They said, if we do one in between this class and this class, that's six per day. If we all do six per day each, that's going to be that many per day. And they said, we can reach this number by the end of the year. That's a strategy from heaven. Then they said, what would happen if there's a group one day? I mean, if you count the one per class per day, it's going to be, it's going to far supersede that. Stay faithful. Hallelujah. Count it all joy. Go to Luke 6. 20. I'm sorry, I know I'm giving a lot of scripture, but that's good. That's good news. If anybody feels like they want to leave, we love you. But those people laid hands on me, and they teach longer than I usually do. I'm just kidding, guys. Almost done. <sighs> really, the beginning part took some time, too. So. Luke, I am your father. Chapter 6, 22. What blessings await you when people hate you? Come on. 
and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man. That's Jesus. When that happens, be happy. What are you talking about, be happy? They're making fun of me. No, Jesus said, be happy. Yes, leap for joy. You know the way you were dancing and leaping and jumping at the altar? That's what's going to happen when someone makes fun of you in school. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors, ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. So how do we protect the eternal flame? Number one, stay pure. Number two, stay faithful. Let's go to number three. Pour out. I want to read this to you. I've heard this many times before. We heard it again this week. But this is powerful. There's a body of water between Jordan and Israel, and it's called the Dead Sea. There's no life whatsoever in that sea. And the reason why there's no life and there's no fish in it is because it has inlets, but there's no outlet. And so everything that's been happening this week in you, God wants you to let it out. And so what happens if you keep it in you, then you, you become bitter. It stays on the inside of you and you don't help anybody. And you remain in this place where you're just receiving and just receiving and just receiving. And if a fruit hangs on a tree for too long, it begins to rot. And it falls on the ground. And, it be, and then it dies. And it doesn't nourish anybody. But when there's fruit ready, you have to take what's been grown on the inside of you and begin to pass it out so other people can partake of what God's done on the inside of you. God said, freely you have received, freely give. Kids, listen to me. We cannot take what God has put on the inside of us this week and keep it in. But we have to let it out. And I know I don't even need to hype you up for that because I have people coming to me that can't wait to take this into their schools. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep a youth group going right now. We're going to launch that. We're going to come up with strategy to go into our schools. We're going to hit schools with assemblies. God's going to give us favor in the school system. God's going to give us wisdom to do things that we, right now, they're like not even in there. You watch and see what God does. Amen? So number one, stay pure. Number two, stay faithful. Number three, pour out. Amen. God's a giver. We see that with the offering. God calls us to be generous. And if you take the gift that God put on the inside of you and you give it, he'll multiply it back to you. People say, I want more anointing. I just said that the other day. This is powerful. <laughs> we, were sitting, I, we were sitting in service on Tuesday. Pastor Ryan was talking about what Gabe was sharing earlier. And he stops out of nowhere. Stops the whole message. He's, this is a youth event. I'm like, as the youth pastor, you're not really like answering altar calls. You're not, you want to see the kids go do their thing, right? So we kind of sit back and just watch and pray for the kids, and it's awesome. Well, he stops the message, and he comes over to me, and he lays his hand. Actually, before I tell you what he did, I'm sitting there like this. He, he told all the kids to raise their hand who wanted to receive from God, and I didn't raise my hand because he was talking to the kids. And I, to be honest, I overcame what he was already talking about a long, long time ago. So I'm sitting there, and I lift my hand up like this, and I said, God I pray that you would increase the anointing in my life so I can bring it back to St. Lucie County. And as soon as my hand got right here, he puts his hand on me and he says, God, I thank you that you're going to increase the anointing on him. 
And then he says, a matter of fact, come into the aisle. I come into the aisle. I, and he didn't hear me. I wasn't talking. I was like doing business with God internally. And he, as soon as I got in the aisle, he says, thank you, God, for a greater demonstration of signs and wonders and miracles in Jesus' name. And I went out. I went out. I went out. God will stop a service to come do something for you if your faith says yes. God loves you so much. Yes! Hallelujah. So say pour out. You can't keep it to yourself. Matter of fact, I'm not even worried about it. I mean, I know I'm saying this, but what happens when the fire gets in you is it's fire and it feels like it's shut up in your bones and you can't do anything, but you have to let it out. I'm actually not even worried. We were in the mall. We were in the Brandon Mall. We were getting food and Daniel comes up to me and he's like, Chris, there's a girl over there by herself. Can I please go talk to her about Jesus? I feel like she needs Jesus. We didn't even get back. We were going to talk about winning souls when we got back, and they're already coming. That's what the power of God does on the inside of you. You begin to care about other people because you realize what it did for you. Thank you, Jesus. Stay pure, stay faithful, pour out. And then this last one, stay close. 2 Timothy 1.6. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God's going to baptize people in fire this morning. Those that are hungry and thirsty. Those that as I've been talking to you, you feel something stirring up on the inside of you. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, this is why I remind you to, this is Paul talking to Timothy right now. As Timothy was growing up under Paul, he was, he was teaching him some things and he said, I want to remind you to fan into flames the gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline or soundness of mind, peace. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison with him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer for me, with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now he has made all of this plain to us by appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death, hallelujah, and illuminated the way of life and immortality through the good news. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes all across the room if you would. Jude chapter 20 says, pray in the Holy Spirit and build yourself up. It teaches us that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. God's touching people all over the room right now. You can receive right now. I want to read one final scripture from John chapter 15. And then we're going to pray. John 15. It says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes and br- he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. He says, remain in me. In other words, stay close to me. While there's a whole generation of kids that are running after the enemy and his plans for their life, stick by me. When everyone else wants to just read the negativity that's going on on TikTok, read your Bible with me. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray at all times and on every occasion. Don't let the world corrupt you. That's what the Bible teaches us is true religion. To care for widows and orphans and not be corrupted by the world. How do I keep this eternal flame? I stay close to Jesus. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You can't be a keeper of this eternal flame if you've never received it. I want to give a call this morning. You're sitting in this room. You've heard about Jesus, but you don't know him. You feel him right now at the door of your heart knocking. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Will you let me come in? God will take you where you are. He will set your life on fire. He will do a mighty work on the inside of you. And then he'll take you and he'll send you out to produce much fruit. I see a generation crying out in desperation. And God's getting ready to use every single one of you. God's getting ready to break off addictions. He's getting ready to set you free from spirit of suicide. He's getting ready to set you free from struggles, from the spirit of poverty and lack. God's gonna set you free from fear. God will even heal scars this morning. Things in your heart that have been there for 30, 40 plus years, 10 years, five years. Well, you don't understand what happened to me as a boy. Jesus understands. That's why he gave up his life. That's why he bled out every drop of blood. That's why he has holes in his hands and holes in his feet. And when Thomas, the doubter, the atheist that said, God, I don't know if I believe, he held out his hands and he said, feel the scars. Jesus stands before you with arms open wide. People think that Christians are judgmental. If you think that, they're doing it wrong. Jesus is actually the opposite of a judge. He's one that comes in and he takes everything you did wrong and he takes it away from you. The devil is a persecutor. Jesus is your savior and your redeemer. I'm just so glad to be 
Got you, and you got me too. What's up with the family? 